It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. We are beginning our season recap today, and for the Orlando Magic, a lot went right, a lot went wrong, but one thing went really right, and one thing went kind of wrong. We're going to get to the big, big factors in this past season. Before we dive into the little things later on, it's time for Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day. And you are indeed locked on magic. Today is April 13th, 2023. My name is Philip Ross Reich, the expert insight editor over at Orlando Magic Daily.com. You can follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we're going to break down the two biggest factors in this season. What went right, the obvious decision, the decision that feels obvious today, and what went wrong, the same thing it always is, injuries. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA, to search for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. Today's podcast is brought to you by eBay. A championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. So for parts that fit, head to eBay Motors and look for the green check. Stay in the game with eBay Guaranteed Fit. eBayMotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I want to take you back. Uh, take you back to June. We were all engaged in a debate. I certainly was. We all were trying to guess what the magic we're going to do. And and uh, we didn't know what the answer would be. We didn't know what the future would hold. There was a lot that was going to improve about this season anyway. There was a lot that was going to change, but nothing... No one thing changed the Orlando Magic in a, such a significant way. Like drafting the first overall pick. Like getting that pick right. I saw in my post-it note, I will eat these words every day. And I crossed out Jabari Smith. Let's see if I could get that to focus. There we go. We all believed what we thought was right for this team. We all believed, we all backed our guy. We had huge debates, and this is one of the rare draft classes where there was a real debate about the number one pick. But the fact of the matter is, at least after the rookie season, the fact of the matter is, we sit here in mid-April, wholly sure of what the right choice was, and understanding fully that the Magic made the right choice, that they made the right pick, that they decided correctly, perhaps for a change. 
Paolo Bancaro transformed the Orlando Magic. I think it's safe to say that he did that. He has elevated this team's floor, elevated this team's ceiling, and helped this team become a significantly better team. This, I don't feel like, is hyperbole. This, I don't feel like, is going too far. And yes, the impact on winning maybe is not so clear. Um, after December 7th, uh, the Magic had a minus 2.7 net rating with Van Carroll on the floor. There's a lot of reasons and context for that, but it is worth noting at the very least. But I don't think it's too far to say that Paolo Bancaro changed this Orlando Magic team, changed this group, and changed this team's future. That's what the number one pick is supposed to do. The number one pick is supposed to be a franchise-altering, franchise-transforming moment. It is supposed to be something that you get right and sets your franchise up for the next decade or nearly the next decade because you got eight years to figure it out. To say the least then, Paolo Bancaro had one of the most historic rookie seasons that we have seen in a long time. From his first game, a a 29-point masterpiece against the Detroit Pistons that really told us what he was going to be and and who he was going to be from the very get-go. And Someone reminded me in the comments the other day uh, that I was the one that said, hey, don't get angry if he just scores seven points. Don't get angry if he has a rough, rough go of it early. I temper expectations. And so to be sure, Paolo Bancaro exceeded all of them. Averaging 20 points per game. Adding a a solid, you know, a solid but still needing to improve rebounding performance. He was the first rookie to average at least 20 points per game since Luka Doncic in 2019. All due respect to Zion Williamson in 2020 or 2021. Um, He's the first Magic rookie to do so since Shaquille O'Neal. He scored 20 points or more in a game 40 times. Matching LeBron James. All of these numbers. He averaged 7.4 free throw attempts per game. The most for a rookie since Zion Williamson and Joel Embiid in their shortened rookie seasons. And Blake Griffin before them. You'll notice I am saying a lot of names that are at either at one time or are still the elite of the elite. When it comes to NBA basketball. The players that we put Paolo's name with are the very best. And yes, there was inefficiency. Yes, there were mistakes, but that's what you expect from rookies. Rookies make mistakes. And that's okay. He will get better. He will learn. He will grow from every opportunity and everything that he was put in position to do. Because the Magic handed him the keys. And said, go. Go make things happen. Go make it happen. Make your mistakes. We will live with mistakes this year. Because we know the payoff comes down the road. And all in the process, yes, the Magic started 5-20, but all in the process, the Magic elevated themselves, as we talked about earlier this week. They elevated themselves and became a playoff-capable team. 
not just by talent, but in actuality. We talked seriously about the play-in tournament despite the large hill the Magic had to climb to get there because of how good he was. The thing is, though, Paolo Bancaro clearly is rookie of the year. Like, uh, like we, we voted on in the among the locked on locked on guys. Paolo got all but five first place votes, and 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 Fre- you know, we're gonna, I think Magic fans are gonna be a little angry that it's not unanimous because of everything I just said. But but it's probably not gonna be unanimous. He's going to be rookie of the year. He's gonna be unanimous first team all rookie. He's really good. And obviously, like the team, we need to see Paolo continue to improve and get better. But Paolo showed us throughout the course of the year just what he's capable of doing. How he is able or going to be able to finish games more consistently and put teams away. How he finds his scoring. How he finds his shot. This year was all about experimenting to see what he could do. And very clearly in his rookie year, he showed he belonged. Obviously, the next step is to figure out what that means for a team and how to make a team better. But you're not getting anywhere in this NBA without a great low, a great individual score. And while you know, I think we're still waiting for a really big Palo explosive explosive game. Like he never hit 40 points this year. Those days are certainly coming because we know Palo is going to work hard. We know he's going to put himself in a position to do so. And we know that and we know that Paolo is going to be there. And it's going to make a difference for this team. This was a fantastic rookie season. The kind of rookie season that does elevate a franchise. That does exactly what a number one pick was. Pick does. And if there's one thing the Magic got absolutely right this year, the, the thing that set them up for their future, it was that decision. A decision a lot of us doubted. A decision that shocked a lot of us in June, but clearly shouldn't have. This fra- team's future, this franchise's future, is so different. Because Paolo Bancaro proved to us how good he can be in his rookie year. We're going to chat about the biggest thing that went wrong for the Magic this season. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our friends at eBay Motors. Let me pull up that. There we go. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to My Garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with more than 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. 
Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So, so um, obviously a lot went right for the Magic this season. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're beaming, we're excited, we, we understand how good this year was for the Orlando Magic and, and, and how this team accomplished, you know, again, maybe some low-level goals, but a lot of the things that I think we wanted to see them accomplish this year. We saw this team be more competitive, win more basketball games, put themselves in a position to make the postseason. All that stuff is really good and really, really important. And so this was a highly successful season. What's disappointing about it, though, is that, yes, we hit all these baseline goals that we had in October, but I I am a big believer that your goals do shift, that as your team evolves, as it grows, you start to understand who they are a little bit better, and you come up with new goals. And as we watched this team grow and develop, we could clearly see that we had clearly set the floor too low or the or the bar too low for this team. I want to repeat this. The Magic started 5-20, and 20, finished 34-48. and 48. That means they went 29-28 and 28 the rest of the season. And 500 basketball isn't something necessarily to celebrate, but it is a step in the process. I'm not sitting here saying, oh, we had start the parade banners, start celebrating the Magic, our 500 team. No, 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 no. That's just a step in the process. I want the Magic to win 40 games next year, win 40 plus games next year. They need to be a 500 team next year. They need to carry on what they did from December to the end of the year into next season and do that for 82 games. That's, that was the consistent message. Now we've shown we can do it a little bit. Now we got to do it every night. Now we got to be consistent. Now we got to play better every night, understanding how one slip or, 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 or one bad stretch really ruins things. But it's also fair to say that this team was put in a big hole, not because they weren't good enough, but because things happen, but because of things that were out of their control. The biggest impediment for this Magic team was once again injuries. No, the Magic didn't finish first in games lost this year. They were passed by Miami at a certain point in the year. Um, I believe a couple other teams may have gotten to them, but they're still top five in the league in games lost to injury. They started the year with Markel Fultz out for the first 20 games, and we saw what impact he could make this season. They started with Cole Anthony uh, missing, I think it was 16 games or 20 games, um, after playing the first few because of his own injury. And then all at the same time, we saw Jalen Suggs go down, leaving the Magic without a regular point guard in their lineup or, or a natural point guard in their lineup. And that obviously had a huge effect on this team. Yes, it allowed the Magic to experiment with point fronds. Yes, it allowed the Magic to put the ball in Paolo Bancaro's hands a little bit more, which I think honestly helped him. So 
Everything happens for a reason. You make lemonade out, you make lemonade out of lemons when you can or orange juice out of oranges when you can. Um, but it's obviously not the ideal. It's obviously not the best this team could do. There's obviously um, elements missing, and it was clear that the Magic were playing with one hand tied behind their back. That's how you start 5-20. and 20. And the consistent message that came out of exit interviews was, if we were healthy to start the season, we wouldn't be talking to y'all today. We'd be getting ready for play-in game. We'd be getting ready for playoff series. This team fully believes that. They fully believe it. And obviously, there were nagging injuries throughout the year. Wendell Carter missed some time. Uh, Jonathan Isaac obviously missed all the time that he missed. Uh, Paolo Bancaro missed 10 games because of an ankle sprain and, and even tried to come back from it too soon and had to miss some more time. There were injuries left and right. And that's obviously natural in the course of an NBA season. That's obviously something that happens. And you can't always control for it. But the Magic have undoubtedly had a lot of bad injury luck. And, and there is certainly a hope within the franchise that that injury luck is about to change. That the Magic are about to be at least more, more healthy or more relatively healthy than they have been in the past few seasons. Markel Fultz, after his injury, after he came back from his foot injury, played the entire rest of the season. The only game he missed was because the Magic held him out against Cleveland. That is a good sign, obviously. That is a that is a picture of a team that can be healthy. And when this team was healthy, we saw just how good they can be. And over and over and over and over again, everyone's wish for this team and exit interviews is we got to be healthy. If we are healthy, we are capable of competing. It is, again, I think very safe to say that if the Magic were healthy to start the season, or even if one of Markel Fultz or Cole Anthony had not gotten hurt. We would be talking perhaps about a very different kind of season this year. We'd be talking about a different outcome because that start was just so injury-filled and so frustrating because guys were missing time that there was very little anyone could do about that. It was hard for this team to move on. It was hard for this team to survive and get past it. And look, every team, you look at all the teams that played poorly, injuries played a role. Charlotte missed LaMelo Ball for 20-some-odd games. Uh, Portland was without Damian Lillard for long stretches. The Pacers did make the playoffs, uh, or the play-in, because Tyrese Halliburton missed 20-25 games. Uh, Washington always has their injury issues. You can just go down the line of all the teams that missed the playoffs, and they would all point to injuries as a big factor too. And and you have to have the depth to cover. You have to have the, the ability to play through them. And, and so injuries are an excuse to a point. But with a young team like this Magic team, the cascading injuries, the injuries to the same position, really hurt them. And while it, there are plenty of other things that the Magic will have to focus on, schematically, uh, skill-wise, Ability-wise, player-wise, this team's not perfect. They're not completely ready. They got to add some depth. There's a lot this team has to do. But it is also undeniably true that injuries were a big factor in this team's ultimate dismissal from the season. 
they had that big hill to climb because they didn't have a full climbing party to get out in the first place. And so the hope is next year, of course, that injuries do not hit the team. You never know, but you have to believe. And you have to hope that everyone knows what the rigors of an 82-game season are, can get their bodies ready, and hope for some good injury luck. We're going to do our daily lottery spin of the day, plus talk a little bit about the playing games over the last two nights. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word from our friends at FanDuel. Grand slams, no hitters, and double plays are back. And there's no better place to get in on the MLB action than FanDuel America's number one sportsbook. That's because right now, new customers can step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn, sign up, place your first bet, and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win. The Tampa Bay Rays right now having an incredible start to the season. 11-0. Chance to go 12-0 today. Nearing, or are they 11-0 now? Or are they 12-0 now? I don't remember. They might be 12-0 now. Very, very nearing the modern era MLB record. And only the Boston Red Sox stand before them. The first pitch is coming up very soon as I record this. Get in on the action and help the Rays or support the Rays or go against the Rays. I don't care. Uh, in their quest for MLB history. You can do that all at FanDuel. So don't miss your chance to get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. FanDuel, they're an official partner of Major League Baseball as well as of the NBA. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As we're doing with our final segment of the show during the offseason and playoffs, we're going to make this playoff quarter, play-in quarter, our daily tankathon spin. We will get to that in just a moment. But obviously a lot happened in the NBA. I apologize for not having a show yesterday. I apologize for getting this show out late as well. A lot has happened over the last two days with our first with our first two play with our first play-in games. Um, Miami no showing against Atlanta was certainly a choice. And the Minnesota Timberwolves no showing the fourth quarter against the Los Angeles Lakers. Also very much a choice. Um, You can see the pressures of single elimination basketball. Uh, And you can see that in the Chicago-Toronto game. You can see that in the Oklahoma uh, City-New Orleans game as well. I am a big fan of the play-in tournament because I think intense single elimination NBA basketball is awesome. And we're never guaranteed great game sevens. We're We're never guaranteed any game sevens in the playoffs. And so I think getting... These high-intensity games to whet your appetite is just absolutely awesome. And, you know, I, I've seen some people say, like, you know, this is this is college basketball all over again. And it's like, well, everyone loves the NCAA tournament. And, and I think these teams are just at the right level where there's a little bit of chaos that's always introduced. And we saw that, I think, in the Minnesota-Los Angeles game where 
Minnesota just frankly forgot how to play basketball for a quarter, which was really, really just like a train wreck. I couldn't turn my eyes away from it and how terribly they played in that fourth quarter. Um, there was no paint touches, no driving to the basket, no kicking out. It was just jacking up threes. They could not figure out how to, how to break the Lakers switching. They couldn't get Carl Anthony Towns any touches on the low block. He was always catching it at the, perim- at the perimeter, at the elbows. It was just... It was just awful, awful basketball. I have no other way to describe it other than just awful, terrible basketball. And Minnesota has some real problems. I think they're going to have a real. Ch- I think they have a real challenge against Oklahoma City, even with Gobert back in. And it's going to be interesting to see Gobert back in that lineup, obviously, uh, and playing against Oklahoma City, which drive, which you know, Shea Gilgis Alexander drives the basket more than any player in the NBA. It's going to be a really, really interesting game. The Chicago-Miami game is going to be an interesting game, too. Uh, Chicago with an incredible comeback effort against Toronto on the road. Raptors did it to themselves. They missed so many free throws. They even, had a, they even got bailed out with a questionable call that gave Pascal Siakam three free throws, and he missed one. And, you know, we're not in March anymore, but Free Throw Awareness Month is still very much in play. Make your free throws, kids. Um, you know, we as Magic fans know just how important free throws are to winning basketball games. Um, but Chicago-Miami is going to be an interesting clash. Chicago is like an all-offense team. Miami's an all-defense team. And we'll see if Miami comes with fire after the way that they no-showed that game on, on Tuesday, uh, on Friday night. So that'll, that'll be really interesting to see. Um, it's, you know, I, I know people are criticizing the play-in a little bit. The play-in to me has been perfect. This has been such a great experiment. This has been such a great, uh, I, I think I think this is, I mean, the basketball obviously has been inconsistent at best, but... I think it's really, really. It's been. It's. I think this experiment's been really, really fun, and I think this this has delivered exactly what the NBA wants to kind of whet your appetite for postseason basketball. The big thing for the Magic that it, we have to talk about: the Chicago Bulls upsetting the Toronto Raptors and staying in the play-in tournament does bring in the possibility that the Magic will not get a lottery pick. We've been kind of working under the assumption that the Magic will have two lottery picks. Chicago currently slated to draft twelfth in the NBA draft lottery, um, but if the Bulls make the playoffs. They will draft 16th. So if the Bulls beat Miami on Friday, Orlando will receive Chicago's pick. That will be locked in and will be the 16th pick in the draft. Orlando will get that pick and will not be subject to the lottery. If Chicago loses, they will fall to 12th in the lottery standings and be subject to the lottery, and there is at least a small chance the Magic do not get that pick. We will talk about that scenario a little bit more as we do more tankathon spins because I'm sure that will pop up, but... The Magic's, the Bulls' pick is top four protected, so if the Bulls win the lottery, get into the top four, the Magic do not receive the pick. That Then it turns into a 2024 first-round pick. That is top three protected. So the Magic in a good position still. They're going to get a good pick from Chicago. It, whether it's this year, whether it's next year, they're going to get a pick from Chicago. It's still betting it's going to be this year, but obviously 50-50 chance with Chicago. Uh, with Chicago... Um, playing Miami in a single elimination game. So let's do our daily tankathon spin of the day. Last last time we did it, Orlando got the number one pick. This time, not so much luck. The, our, our tankathon spin, you can see it if you're watching on YouTube, but Charlotte goes first, Oklahoma City second, a big climb for them, and obviously that could change if Oklahoma City uh, wins their game against Minnesota, then they get thrown out of the lottery, and we figure out, we, we'll, we'll respin that. San Antonio third, Washington four. So... A very mixed bag. Orlando, would, in that scenario, would fall down to eight, and they would get the 12th pick with Chicago, too. Um, uh, uh, when I did the spin the last time, 
I, I, I post these on the Twitter at Daily, And I say, well, who are you picking? Uh, with the first pick, everyone agrees Victor Wembanyama is the guy. That's not easy. With that 12th pick, a lot of people were saying Grady Dick. They were saying, um, they were saying go out, you know, go after a shooter. Grady Dick, Jordan Hawkins. Uh, I saw a few people say Jet Howard, but uh, uh, that's kind of generally the direction everyone wants this team to go. And there are some people saying, well, Grady Dick's going to be gone by 10. Who's to say? But I, I do agree with that. I think with that 12th pick, you target. Um, you target your shooter there because I would bet between Grady Dick Jordan, and Jordan Hawkins, you will have your shooter at 12. Um, I think Hawkins is a really good player. I thought he played really well in the NCAA tournament. Um, I think he fits better in an NBA setting than in a college setting. Um, he, I am I am very much in on Hawkins. I'm going to do, do a little bit more of a deeper dive in, in, in the coming weeks on him. He's on my list of prospects that I want to pro, profile, so we will talk more. We will talk plenty more about Jordan Hawkins in the near future. If the Magic landed at 8, though, that would, I think, create some interesting discussion. Um, we're going to go over Magic needs here in, in the coming days. Uh, you know, one need I think the Magic do have is I think they need another big forward. Uh, they need another, they need more wing depth more than anything else. They need more guard depth, they need more wing depth. Um, and so I think, I think when you're picking at 8, you know, I think Amon and Asar Thompson are definitely in the running for the Magic. There's just a lot of research you got to do on them because their 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 game tape is really tough to decipher. That overtime elite league isn't particularly strong. Um, but if the Magic are in that five six range, they're, they're definitely going to think about Amon and Asar Thompson. At eight, I think you're probably looking at the team taking a Jarris Walker of Houston, and Jarris Walker is a fantastic defensive player. He plays bigger than his size. He's kind of a Corliss Williamson, uh, a Draymond Green type, and I know those are two very different players, um, but undersized forwards who just are, are very skilled and, and specialize at one thing. Jarris Walker is a great defender. A lot of people do think he could become, become a passer. I, I don't think he's quite the passer that a Draymond Green is, um, but he is a grinder, and he's going to help your team out in, in a lot of ways. Just don't know what he's going to give you offensively. I think there's a good chance that, that Taylor Hendricks, the UCF forward, is the guy if the Magic fall this far. And, and we're not surprised we the Magic do look really, really hard at him. And, and, and I, think, I, I, think, I think that he is a really good fit. Taylor Hendricks is a capable defender. I don't think he's an elite defender, but he, he's a capable, uh, uh, certainly capable of improving defender on both the, po- the post and the perimeter. He's got great shot-blocking instincts. He's a better three-point shooter than, than, than I gave him credit for initially. Um, I think his offensive consistency is a little little off. I don't think he can attack really well off the dribble. But if you could turn him into a stretch four, uh, who can who could post up a little bit like a Rashard Lewis light, um, I think that would be a really successful outcome. I don't think he will hit Rashard Lewis levels. So so you know I'm I'm, start, I'm just doing a role comparison more than anything else. Um, but I really think that that he is certainly a player to look at. And I think if I think with that first pick, you're probably looking. At someone like him, um, someone like him. So, I post these every day. I'm gonna post these every day. Hopefully, at regular interval, regular times. Feel free to. I'll, I'll ask who who you got. Tell me who you got. We're gonna talk about those prospects at least a little bit here uh, while we're doing these daily spins for the Orlando Magic. But that's gonna do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at Philip R underscore OMD. Subscribe to the podcast on. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the phone based on the podcast to your podcast enabled listening device. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. 
Now that you're done listening to us, be sure to check out the Locked On NBA podcast and the Game to Game NBA podcast for all the latest about the NBA playoffs and play-in tournament. Get analysis from the local experts who know their team best, breaking down the game for you so you can catch up around the league every single night. Obviously, no game to game tonight because there's no NBA games last time in a while, so take that deep breath and get ready for the playoffs to begin. The Locked On Podcast Network as a whole has you covered for the playoffs with recaps and reaction from local experts every single game. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Phil Prosper. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.